Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Adam Schiff is in a total meltdown. Total, complete, free fall meltdown. Remember, uh, you ever go to Great Adventure in New Jersey, the Six Flags Adventure Park? Remember free free fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah you feel the thing, it just collapses right under you. <sighs> Gravity takes control. Adam Schiff is in a total free fall. Don't miss that. I've got that. I've got the new White House press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, absolutely uh, annihilating another hack reporter in the White House press room. Just a great show today. Sponsored by, show sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't like the government spying on your online activity? Then get a VPN today at ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, hey, sir. I am doing well. How about yourself? You doing good? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yes, we got a loaded show today. Good and deal. finally, the uh, wow. Adam Schiff show is coming to an end, and he knows it. So let's get right to it. Today's <laughs> show brought to you by our friends at Parlor. Listen, if, you don't need any more reasons to dump Twitter because they're awful. I have my phone in front of me. Twitter is terrible. As you'll see right here, I have turned to our new friends, how to do my face ID at Parler. Parler, there's my account right there. Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Why turn to Parler? Well, Twitter's removing content. They deem a, quote, denial of global or local health authority recommendations. You know Twitter. They love to just censor free speech and that kind of stuff. That's their thing. They're also censoring descriptions of ineffective treatment or prevention methods, even if made in jest. Denial of established scientific facts from global and local health communities. Listen, Twitter is just attempting to censor you. That's what they do. They do it all the time. I'm done with Twitter. Twitter banned me a long time ago. I tweet there because I have to and I don't want liberals taking control of the platform. But the best place to be for free speech advocates right now is Parler. I'm on Parler. I'm there all the time, all day. I love it. P-A-R-L-E-R. Listen, while some of Twitter's rules might seem reasonable, shutting down opinions you don't like is not only un-American, it might prevent legitimate questions from being asked. Parler is the news and free speech app that won't silence your opinion or violate your privacy. Go check me out. I am at DBongino there on Parler. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Go to Parler.com or visit the app store today. This is the new, this is the new thing. This is the hot one, Parler. Make sure to invite your liberal friends there too. We have to laugh at them on Parler. I'm on Parler, and you can follow me again. I'm at DBongino. That's Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. Find Parler in the App Store. That's Parler.com, Parler.com. Download it today, and make sure you follow me at DBongino. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> to get the show in the right mood today, I wanted to start off before I get to the Adam, uh, the Adam Schiff disaster debacle, this lying fraud that he is. He's totally collapsed his credibility as if he had any to begin with. It's just bizarre why people would believe that. But to put us in the right mood, here is the fantastic new press secretary at the White House, Miss Kaylee McEnany, who was asked a ridiculous question by, I believe, Jeff Mason of Reuters. Reuters, who, again, was on the wrong side of this, too. Remember, in January and February, people had very little idea about the scope of how big the uh, Wuhan virus a plague was going to become the parameters of the virus, how deadly it was going to be, how contagious it was. Nobody knew because we were getting disinformation from China and the WHO, the World Health Organization. So, of course, the media's new narrative is to try to pin anybody who may have said anything that did not come to fruition. When we're all working with the same bad, all of us, with the same bad information, right? the media hacks, these losers, their goal now is to paint them as the scions. These guys were the scions of knowledge. 
These were the oracles from the Matrix. The media knew and nobody else did. So here, hapless Jeff Mason from Reuters, goofball, decides he's going to try to pin Kaylee McEnany in the corner, basically saying, you said some things about the Wuhan virus didn't come true. It does not end well at all for the hapless Jeff Mason from Reuters. Check this out. Um, Kaylee, in a previous life, before you were press secretary, you worked for the campaign. (laughs) And you made a comment, I believe, on Fox, in which you said President Trump will not allow the coronavirus to come to this country. Given what has happened since then, obviously, would you like to take that back? Well, first, let me note, I was asked a question um, on Fox Business about President's travel restrictions. I noted what was the intent behind those travel restrictions, which is we will not see the coronavirus come here. We will not see terrorism come here, referring to an earlier set of travel restrictions. I guess I would turn the question back on the media and ask similar questions. Does Vox want to take back that they proclaim that the coronavirus would not be a deadly pandemic? Does the Washington Post want to take back that they told Americans to get a grip the flu is bigger than the coronavirus? Does the Washington Post likewise want to take back that our brains are causing us to exaggerate the threat of the coronavirus? Does the New York Times want to take back that fear of the virus may be spreading faster than the virus itself? Does NPR want to take back that the flu was a much bigger threat than the coronavirus? And finally, once again, the Washington Post, would they like to take back that the government should not respond aggressively to the coronavirus? I'll leave you with those questions and maybe you'll have some answers in a few days. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jeff Mason, I'm sorry about that. Did someone dial 911 after that? I'm, I'm just sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not, just file a police report for that one. I'm not, Jeff May, your credibility's down with me. Louis Smug, you think, <laughs> smug loser trying to catch Kaylee McEnany, a catcher in nothing because nobody in January, February knew the scope of the coronavirus. But Mason knew. Did he really? Because as Paula pointed out this morning, Jeff Mason works for Reuters, I believe. And here's Reuters back then in January, February too, but they knew so much. We were all idiots. Reuters. New coronavirus spreads more like flu than SARS. Chinese study. I thought we weren't British. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. February. I thought we weren't allowed to compare this to the flu. Remember, you're making fun of people who compared it to the flu. This is far more deadly than the flu, you idiots. Except for the fact that you guys, yeah, did it too. So tired of it. So tired of it. Thank God. I mean that. I'm not using the almighty Lord's name in vain. Thank God he has blessed people with the rhetorical and intellectual thinking skills to combat these intellectually vacuous media idiots every day on behalf of the country. Would you like to take it back? Moron. What a dope. All right, moving on to more important. Well, speaking of dopes. Oh, boy. Lying sleazeball Adam Schiff. Oh, man, Dan, the tone of your show seems awfully negative today. You think? I'm I'm in in a great old dandy mood because these people are being exposed every day. I have warned you for at least three years, maybe more, about what a lying, colossal fraud Adam Schiff was. Adam Schiff has insisted from day one of this collusion hoax that he has direct evidence of Russian collusion between the Trump team. He actually looked in the camera on, I believe, Tucker Carlson's show on Fox and said he was sure of this, that he knew Trump was colluding with the Russians. Ladies and gentlemen, it's obvious Adam Schiff has no spine, is a lying fraud, and has been lying the whole time. But what he was relying on is now falling apart and he's in a panic. What am I talking about? 
First, let's go to Byron York's excellent newsletter. This is critical. Byron York does some great work at the Washington Examiner on the collusion hoax. He has a newsletter, and he had his newsletter this morning. Byron York's daily memo, shift coy on transcripts release. What is he talking about? Well, I'm going to show you a screen cap from this, uh, from this newsletter Byron York puts out, but let me give you some background. During the collusion hoax probe, the uh, Congress, when it was run at the time by the Republicans, Congress was doing uh, interviews of people involved in this alleged collusion conspiracy. Don Jr., Steve Bannon, others. They were all interviewed about their role in the collusion thing, which at the time Adam Schiff was swearing was real. He still is to this day. There are 53 interviews. The transcripts of those interviews are supposed to be public by now. Congress already voted to make them public. They're not. And there are 10 of those 53 specifically that Adam Schiff is desperate to hide. He will do anything to hide these interviews, anything. Now, here's from the Byron New York piece. You will see there's a reason. Keep in mind, Adam Schiff's been lying the entire time he said he has direct evidence. He interviewed people about the collusion hoax. He's hiding the testimony. Now that Rick Grinnell, follow me, who is the acting director of national intelligence, who is the one who will be responsible for declassifying these transcripts, Schiff saying, no, no, we got to declassify them first. And Grinnell went back, Grinnell, who's great, and said, okay, they're declassified, they're ready to go. Now Adam Schiff's saying, well, we reviewed the proposed, red proposed redactions from the DNI, and based on classification, law enforcement sensitivity, or items the DNI requests to be made for official news only, given the overtly political role now played by the acting DNI, including the leak of his letter, this committee and the public can have little confidence that his determinations are, based, are made on the merits. Let me translate that for you, folks, because I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's Adam Schiff panicking, saying, hey, even though the transcripts of Don Jr. and others who testified in front of Congress about the collusion hoax have now been declassified and redacted where appropriate. I'm still not going to release them because Rick Grinnell, the DNI now, the acting DNI, is a political guy. What's the problem about that? The problem is the redactions and the declassifications were not made under Rick Grinnell. They were made under the prior DNI. <laughs> oh. Adam Schiff supposedly is calling around, folks. I'll get to that from a Fox News story. I'm going to calling around desperately now trying to get those transcripts buried and hidden so you don't see them. Well, the problem is sources are calling up Fox News. have already seen those transcripts. And they say what? Nothing. Nothing at all. 53 people were interviewed. Samantha Power, Obama hacks, everyone. 53 people. We have the transcripts. And how many of them do you think in those on the record, under oath interviews with the, with the Congress, how many of, you th of them do you think produced evidence of Russian collusion that Adam Schiff swears he saw? Zero. Oh, this story gets better. Great, great story at Fox News. Check this out. Please read it up in the show notes again, bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, that is the show notes. We'll email you these stories every morning. Please read this by Brooke Singman. This is from yesterday. Sources who've seen these transcripts that say there's no collusion, but Schiff said he had direct evidence of it, right? 
Sources say the Russia probe transcripts affirm that officials came up empty on collusion. Quote, Schiff is in panic mode. Gosh, I love to see fools melt down. And Adam Schiff is fitting that criteria right now. Let's go to screen cap number one from this Fox News piece, which is just devastating. The transcripts of these interviews that have been now cleared for release show top law enforcement and intel officials affirming, affirming what? That they had no evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia during the 2016 election. Senior admin and intelligence community officials told Fox News on Wednesday, I, that can't possibly be. Schiff has seen these transcripts and says he has direct evidence. Of course, this would align with Bob Mueller's investigation, which also found no evidence. But the numerous transcribed interviews could raise further questions about committee chairman Adam Schiff's past statements that there was, quote, direct evidence of collusion. Schiff is in panic mode, a senior administration official told Fox News. This man is a coward. This man is a liar. Adam Schiff is a disgrace to humankind. I am not kidding. Sentient, rational beings everywhere all over the globe should look down at Adam Schiff in shame. If you are using this man as a source, oh, I'll get to that in a second, too. If you are using this man as a source or ever citing him again, expect to be immediately blocked on my Twitter. I will not deal with you at all. I will not take you seriously. You, in fact, are a loser because you're citing a loser who has now been lying to you for three years, and now you know it. People who have seen these transcripts have said Adam Schiff for three years has been making it up that he had evidence based on these transcripts of collusion because nobody said that in any of these transcripts, and now we've seen them. Now, you may say to yourself, because I thought this through this morning, I was talking to Paul about it, right? I said, Last night, but the story was materializing last night as I was doing my debate with Chris Hahn on Laura Ingram, which I frequently do on Wednesday nights. I do Hannity on Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Ingram typically on Wednesday, for those of you who want to tune in. But I was saying, well, why would Adam Schiff, you know, be in a panic? Seriously, think this through with me, folks. I mean, everybody knows he's a liar. I'm serious. I'm not like trying to be hyperbolic for effect. Adam Schiff's a liar. We know he's a liar. He's been lying forever. Nothing he has said in his memo has come true. Remember the Schiff memo alleging the dossier wasn't really used. It was a small part of the Pfizer warrant. All of that's been debunked in the IG report, all of it. So why is he panicking now? Joe, as the audience referee, yes. you and I have been on this for three years. At least. You, at least three years. You get what I'm saying, right? Like <laughs> everybody knows he's a liar. Like, why specifically now is he panicking? <laughs> I All night, this has been in my head. Yeah. And I woke up this morning and I figured it out. Here's why. Folks, let's go to fo a screenshot too from the, from the, uh, the uh, Fox News report. How Schiff is desperately calling around trying to discredit Rick Grinnell, our director of national intelligence right now. Despite the fact that Grinnell didn't declassify the information, because it'll make sense when I answer that question for you, why he's really in panic, panic mode right now. He says, however, intelligence officials told Fox on Wednesday that Schiff has had his subcommittee staff director reaching out to the heads of the IC, uh, the intelligence committee agencies, asking how Grinnell was involved and what role Grinnell, a known Trump ally, may have played in the declassification and redaction process. Fox News is told, however, that the redactions were completed before Grinnell took the helm as acting director this past Friday. Oh, boy, this isn't going to end well. Why is Schiff still desperate? Here it is. Because media folks, hacks in the media, 
the New York Times, the Washington Post. Folks, how long have they been reporting on anti-Trump garbage that if you apply the Bongino rule, you give it 24 hours, it's debunked? You know, all the anti-Trump garbage. How long have they been reporting? Three plus years now on stuff inciting anonymous sources. Three years? Maybe more? And those anonymous sources always leak some collusion hoax angle that's debunked days later. Let me just throw a question out to you, folks. Is Adam Schiff in a panic because those anonymous sources worked with Adam Schiff or maybe were Adam Schiff himself? So media people now who for two years, follow me, were sworn to by Adam Schiff and his team. These transcripts that are redacted, that's where the real dirt is because no evidence of collusion has ever surfaced anywhere because it's a hoax. What are the chances that Adam Schiff has been carrot in front of these dopey media hacks the whole time, desperate for any anti-Trump story they can get there? Hold on. Hey, don't worry. Have faith in me. It's going to come out. It's in the transcripts. So you may say, Dan, why would Adam Schiff tell media people that? Because ladies and gentlemen, I swear to you, I think on, uh, uh, with everything I have, with every ounce of credibility I have left, having broken this story three years ago, that I believe Adam Schiff thought Trump would be impeached by now, these transcripts would never see the light of day and no one would ever question him about the transcripts he said had direct evidence of collusion, despite the fact that they had none. Now these media people are freaking out. What are they going to do? Redact their stories? They're probably calling Schiff now going, hey, Adam, listen, I get it. We hate Trump and we played the game with you the whole time to try to take Trump down. But you swore to us that sooner or later this stuff was going to come out. Now it's coming out. Not only does it say the opposite of what you say, you were telling us you had direct evidence. This is anti-evidence. That has to be it. It doesn't bother Adam Schiff that we know he's a liar. Let's be crystal clear on that. It doesn't bother him at all. It only bothers Adam Schiff because other people in the media who relied on him, who may have to issue some redactions on some stories or stop using them altogether, now know he was lying to them too. And his only avenue to attack Trump, the compliant, sycophantic media acolytes, desperate and thirsty for any little anti-Trump tidbit, now know he has definitively been lying to them the whole time. You doubt me? Let's go to the final takeaway from this Fox News. But read this. This is one of the best articles you ever read. Here it is. Here's the kill shot right here, folks. You don't need to hear anything else other than this. Two sources familiar with the transcripts told Fox News that not one of the 53 witnesses could provide evidence of collusion. Let me read that again. Two sources familiar with the transcripts told Fox News that not one of the 53 witnesses could provide evidence of collusion. Adam Schiff is done. Stick a fork in him. This guy's credibility is absolutely finished. Listen to me. Go get that article. It's on the uh, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Or go to Fox News, whatever. Again, I'm, I'm not worried about the clicks or anything. I just try to make it easy for you. I'm serious. Go to that article. Save it on your phone. Save it on your computer. Screenshot your computer screenshot that line right there. And anytime anyone on Twitter or Facebook, I know a lot of you get into back and forth. I get your emails, Dan, help me out. Help me debunk this. I try. I try to answer as many as I can. Keep anytime anyone mentions Adam Schiff, just send them that article and say, thank you. Don't even say anything else because they can read just like you can. And if they continue to cite this guy after that, they're just morons and they're not worth arguing with anyway.
That's it. It's over. Thank you. Adam Schiff has no credibility. There is no evidence literally anywhere of your collusion. Not in the transcripts, not in the Mueller probe, not in the Senate probe, not in the House probe, nowhere. The only place collusion exists is in the mind of sick, deeply troubled, sociopathic Adam Schiff. That's the only place this exists. And I have a good article by John Solomon. It's just the news in the show notes today, too, showing you how statements Adam Schiff has made about the collusion hoax are now entirely, completely, fully discredited. He was openly lying to you the whole time. All right. All right. Let me get to some other stuff because it's going to be a loaded show today. Today's show also, I got one of the shirts. This is a great shirt. Paul, you like this shirt? This is a Bravo company manufacturing shirt. But listen, it's not, you know, the main thing they produce are only the best rifles in the business. If you are in the market for a firearm, their rifles are the best. We love BCM. It stands for Bravo Company Manufacturing, BCM for short. They build a professional-grade product built to combat standards. Let me tell you what BCM, I do love this. It looks like Captain America. But check it out, youtube.com slash Bongino. They send me shirts, which I love. I wear them on the show a lot. What is Bravo Company not first? Oh, don't tell us what they're not. Tell us what they are. No, it's important. Listen, it's not a sporting arms company. You need a sporting rifle, a hunting rifle. That's great. A lot of good companies do that. That's not not what they do. Okay, that's not what they do. Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company. They design, engineer, manufacture life-saving equipment. They assume their rifles when they leave their shop, their precision shop, that the rifle will be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas. Quality is all that matters to them. Every component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin, to a life-saving standard. Again, these are not hunting rifles. These are This is life-saving equipment. They put their people before their products. Why? Because it is their moral responsibility, and they know it. I love this company. I've been with them for a long time. It's a moral responsibility to provide tools that will not fail the end user when, God forbid, it's not just a paper target, but someone coming to do you harm. If you're in the market for a firearm, don't go anywhere before you go to Bravo Company. Go to them first. To learn more about Bravo Company manufacturing, head on over to Bravo Company, M like Mary, F like Frank, G.com. Bravo Company, MFG.com. Bravo Company, MFG.com. You can discover more about their products. They have special offers and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Check out their YouTube channel. See what they're all about. Go to youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Send them an email about this cool shirt, too. This is one of my faves. I like this. This is like total Captain America. Captain America, what's his name? Steve Rogers or something? I always messed it up. I was a big Captain America. I want one of these days, if I ever get super rich, I want to buy Captain America number one, the comic book. Ah, it just reminds me when I was a kid. My wife's like, what are you crazy? I think it's like 300 grand or something like that. All right, getting back to the important news of the day. So the Democrats need a reason to keep the economy shut down. Uh, it has become a bludgeon on President Trump. So what do they do? They keep moving the goalposts. You may say, Dan, that sounds harsh, is it? Um, I thought the goal of these economic lockdowns, according to Democrats, and and to be fair, many in the Trump administration themselves, uh, initially was to flatten the curve, right? In other words, when they say flatten the curve, keep the peak of infections by coronavirus low enough that our hospital capacity would not get overwhelmed and we would not run out of ventilators and hospital beds. We have now flattened the curve significantly. We are way under projections by just about every model out there, way under. Curve has been flattened. I mean, if you believe in simple graphing and mathematics, if you don't, this segment's not worth your time because you believe in fairy tales. Projections, reality. 
Projections, reality. The curve has been flattened. There is no vaccine for this currently. I have some potentially good news on that, by the way. Stay tuned. I'm hoping to get to it today, if not tomorrow. But there is no vaccine right now. So if your goal was flatten the curve by shutting down the economy, in the beginning when we didn't have a lot of information, if it was meant to be short, I think people understood. Nobody understands anymore. Why you're bankrupting people for a goalpost that keeps moving seems to be malfeasance rather than just simply misfeasance. In other words, why are the Democrats and these anti-Trump Republicans, why are they still flattening people's wallets even though the curve has been flattened when they stated that was the goal? Goal has been met. Why are we not opening up? Well, because it's doing significant damage to President Trump. It's doing even more significant damage, however, which is more important to you. So now they want you to forget. And by the way, please challenge anything I'm saying right now. The goal clearly was stated in the beginning. We're shutting it down to flatten the curve because we don't have a vaccine. There's not going to be a panacea. There's not going to be some magic cure tomorrow. There are treatments developing. We're getting a better grip around this. Thank God. We're finding out who's most vulnerable. But the, the exit plan was what? I thought flatten the curve. No, the exit plan now is testing. This is their new talking point, as I've said before. You don't believe me? Listen to, you have to go to the hack Democrats, the worst Democrats in the business, because they'll always parrot the worst talking points. They don't want this open. They don't want it open. Please cite to me where Nancy Pelosi, if you doubt me, or Bill de Blasio, these two videos I'm about to play, please cite to me where they've said they want the economy open. We flatten the curve. You can't because they don't want it open. And they continue to attack the president. Their new goalpost, however, is not to flatten the curve because that's been met. And if they say it's been met, they'll have to give President Trump and the governors, to be fair, both Democrat and Republicans, some credit for doing it. They don't want to do that. So they need a new goalpost until they open up. And the new goalpost is going to be an impossible one, which is testing. Now, there's a reason why they want testing, testing, testing. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi can't say anything else. First, let me play the cuts. First, here's de Blasio, communist mayor of New York City. Total failure in every respect, in life, uh, in, in governing, just an abomination. Probably the worst mayor in the history of New York City. And believe me, having lived in New York City through the Dinkins era, it, uh, it, that's saying a lot. Ed Koch, who was no, wasn't that great either. This guy takes the cake. Here's the Blasio going with the testing talk. I'll explain more after I play Pelosi next, but check this out. We do not have all the testing capacity we need. This is still one of the biggest problems in this whole horrible crisis we've been through. The federal government has still not led the way on testing, even at this hour. We do not have the lab capacity we need to get to the kind of level of testing tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands a day is what we really need. There it is. Someone told them to use the testing. Talk. Remember, the see where we're going with this. The original goal until we opened up was flatten the curve. That goal has been met. OK, why aren't we opening up? No, no. Now it's not to flatten the curve. It's because of testing. You think, oh, well, that's just de Blasio. You know, he's a moron. He just says dumb stuff. Although, no, no, this is their talking point. Here's Nancy Pelosi parroting the exact same talking point. Check this out. The president said that there will be more deaths, but that the virus will pass, that it is time to reopen the economy. And as we see hot spots spreading across the country, do you agree with him now that it's time to focus more on what he sees as getting back to normal? No, what I think we must do, and science tells us, is that we must have testing, 
testing, testing, tracing, tracing, tracing. Why does she want that? The answer is because it's an impossible goal and she doesn't want the economy opened up. She doesn't want it open. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about your rent. She doesn't care about your food bill. She doesn't care about your food supply drying up. She doesn't care about hospitals going bankrupt. She doesn't care about nurses and doctors going bankrupt. She doesn't care about your business. She doesn't care about your employees. She doesn't care about your paycheck. Nancy Pelosi is a genuinely awful person. I'm trying to control my rage because as I nearly lost it before the show with Paula and even Paula was like, (gasps) this is a genuinely awful person. Why is the testing goal her new talking point with de Blasio? Because it's unattainable. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, if you were to test the entire population of New York City, the five boroughs, I don't know what it is, five, seven million, eight million people, who knows? 10 million? I don't even know what the population of New York City is anymore. If you were to test them today and you'd say, goal met, 10 million tested, By tomorrow, you'd have to test them again. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, this test is not for tuberculosis. In other words, as Dr. Fauci himself has stated, it is a constantly moving goalpost. It's not like testing for tuberculosis where, say you're, you know, God forbid, like when I was a cop, I had to sit in the back of a van. They did one of these Prost John missions where people solicit prostitutes and you arrest them. And I had to be the one to sit in the back of the van with Johns and prostitutes. Everybody was coughing. Everyone. So you get a TB test. The TB test, thankfully for me, came up negative. If you don't then expose yourself to coughing people you think may have tuberculosis, you don't have to get tested every day. You don't have it. Got it? That's not the case with the Wuhan virus. With the Wuhan virus, some people may be asymptomatic. You could get tested today and you have to be tested tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. That's the reason they want it because goalpost here, goalpost there, goalpost there. Goal. They know they can continue to move it and shut this thing down forever and do massive damage to your life. That's why they want testing because this is not testing like it would be for HIV or TB or dengue fever or anything else. I had dengue fever. I caught it in Panama as a Secret Service agent working on Jenna Bush's detail during the Colts Bears Super Bowl. I got bit by Aedes aegypti, that mosquito that transmits dengue. Remember that, Paula? And it really sucked. They call it breakbone fever. And believe me, dengue's earned its title. Here's the catch. When I left that region of the world where dengue is prominent, it is not, thankfully, in the United States. Once I got tested and was done, I was relatively safe from its corollary hemorrhagic fever, which is a different serotype of the same dengue infection. Because it's not, I'm good. I was out of the hot zone. That's not the case. The goalposts will continue to move and they can shut it down forever. They have no exit plan because they don't want one. And they will continue. If I'm telling you right now, if Trump tomorrow, Tom, I am not kidding, tomorrow tested every single person in the United States, 330 plus million people. I'm not kidding. Tomorrow they'd say, no, you got to test them again or we can't open up. We don't know. They could have been infected last night. That's the point. They don't want it opened up. It's gross. It's disgusting. Liberals, I don't know how you support this person. I really don't. 
You understand liberals. It was believe, liberals work too. They have jobs. They go to work. Silicon Valley's full of liberals. You understand you are being destroyed. Your companies are being destroyed. Your lives are being wrecked because of this person and a moving goalpost. She never, ever wants to kick a field goal through. Ever. You are the victims. All right, I want to get into this more breaking news last night, which is just, again, the scope memo. The Rod Rosenstein scope memo, in other words, expanding Bob Mueller's responsibilities, has been largely unredacted. We have now seen what's in it. And ladies and gentlemen, this is just devastating stuff, too. I'm going to motor through that next. Let's go to my final sponsor of the day. I always thank you for your patience and for supporting our sponsors. They keep the show free for you, and they want to be here and talk to you. Jen, you sell. Mother's Day is days away, and my friends at Chamonix are making it a very special Mother's Day for the most special people in the world. Moms, come on. Nobody disputes that. Thank you, by the way, Paula, for being such a great mom. She made my daughter's pancakes this morning. She's so, and my other daughter, she's making her a smoothie after she worked out because that's what moms do. From now till Mother's Day, you get the classic Jen, you sell for bags and puffiness. And the jawline treatment at a discount never offered before. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell will double your order free. Whether you're staying home, going back to work, or simply connecting remotely with your loved ones and coworkers, now is the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow's feet, and even firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and the neck area. Your next Zoom or FaceTime, you will feel better guaranteed. You'll get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. Order GenuCell's Mother's Day special now and get double your order free. Go to GenuCell.com or call now 1-800-SKIN-604. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free plus free shipping. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. Get double your order free now. Go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. That's GenuCell.com or call now 800-SKIN-604. Check it out. All right. So we found out yesterday, and again, this is going to be a really, you know, Sean was right last night, Hannity, when he said this is going to be a really bad day for Adam Schiff. Uh, Of course it is. It's been a bad three years for Adam Schiff, but nobody cared because the media covers for him because he's a Democrat. But compounding his problem with the now open transcripts that apparently sources have told Fox News about, which completely refute Adam Schiff's lies for the last three years. Also, we now find out that Adam Schiff, who backed that Mueller probe from the start, we now know the Mueller probe was a total hoax the entire time. Again, I'm sorry for my regular listeners where, and, and, I, and I mean this, I deeply apologize to you because for some of you, there's nothing explosive about this. You know, that Adam Schiff is a liar and the Mueller probe is a hoax. You've known for, gosh, three years plus, you probably read both of my books on it. The issue now is we're still arguing with our liberal friends and now the meat is on the bone and there's no refuting it. There was a lot of speculation in the past. Well, we think Adam Schiff is that. And now we know conclusively all of this stuff we've told you. Schiff's a liar and the Mueller probe is a hoax. Now we know it's true. Well, how do we know it? Well, before I get to that, I just want to get to just a follow-up on yesterday. So one of Mueller's prosecutors on his hapless witch hunting team we now know was up to no good. Uh, the investigation into the Bob Mueller investigation needs to start immediately. Immediately. I told you yesterday about one of his witch hunters. Brendan Van Grack, a relatively hapless fellow who tried to, uh, appears now, has been hiding information from the Mike Flynn defense team. We went into that yesterday. But Van Grack also, interestingly enough, who had worked for Mueller's probe, was also heavily involved in the case against Paul Manafort. Remember the former Trump campaign manager? 
who was locked up and jailed for things that had absolutely nothing to do with the Russian collusion for charges investigated by the FBI and dropped years ago. Yeah, that Paul Manafort. Well, hat tip 279er who sent me this little gem of a video. It's from a while ago. Here is the jury forewoman on the Manafort case. Remember they convicted Manafort? Here is the jury forewoman on the Shannon Bream show on Fox talking about Van Grack, the same prosecutor who was involved heavily in the ridiculous attempted takedown of Mike Flynn and the hiding of side deals and all that other stuff. Here's her description of what Van Grack was up to during the Manafort trial. Check this out. This is hilarious. Well, at times I thought the prosecution was a little bored. I mean, I, I saw them napping during the trial. Napping during the trial. Andres and Van Grack especially. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of sent a message of we're bored with this. And I'm thinking, well, if you're bored, then why are we here? There you go. Talks about Van Grack. Take a little snoozer. A little snoozer during the trial. Nice. Seems like a real great guy. Doesn't he that Van Grack? Hiding information from the Flynn team. Being involved in, uh, you know, the, the, the Mueller's team's manipulation of transcripts by Trump's lawyers to make it seem like they were up to something nefarious. They seem like real gems, don't they? Well, here's this piece in Red State. It'll be in the show notes today, but it's worth your time again. Just following on yesterday's show about Van Grack and the Mueller team, before I even get to the declassified scope memo now. This Van Grack, yeah, he was pretty heavily involved in this little side deal. Remember where they threatened Mike Flynn's uh, son with prosecution and then hid the side deal? Red State, Elizabeth Vaughn, the great Elizabeth Vaughn. She does good stuff. The spotlight shines on Flynn prosecutor Brendan Van Grack. Spoiler, he's not looking good. Now, it's a long piece in the show notes, but I want to just hammer this part again to show you how awful Van Grack, who worked for Mueller and their team when he wasn't sleeping, you know, sleepy eyes, Van Grack, when he woke up during the trial, you know, hey, Van Grack, the judge like, Mr. Van Grack, uh, sorry, judge, sorry. Okay. When he wasn't, when he was awake during the trial, apparently he was hiding things. Why are you, you giving me, what was that about? Oh, I know. I got it on the screen. Paul is giving me like a go ahead. I get it. According to National Review, the heavily redacted emails show Flynn's former lawyers discussing why the deal needed to be kept secret, implying that Flynn would be used to testify in further criminal cases. Oh, boy. But the government took pains not to give a promise to Mike Flynn regarding Mike Jr. as to a limit as to limit how much of a benefit it would have to disclose as part of its Giglio disclosures. I told you. Mueller's team is cutting a side deal with Mike Flynn, General Flynn. We won't prosecute your son and hiding that side deal because if they need to use Mike Flynn to testify against Trump later, they want everyone to believe it's being done out of the kindness of his soul and not that they threatened to arrest this kid. What a bunch of sleazebags. Now, so what happened yesterday and what's really going on with this scope memo? Let me give you a little background. You may have heard the news yesterday. Some of you may be coming into this totally cold. What's the scope memo? Why does it matter? Quick primer here for you. Bob Mueller is hired on May 17th as the special counsel allegedly to investigate Russian collusion with the Trump campaign and interference in the election. Why do I say allegedly? Because this is May 17th of 2017, folks. Why does that matter? Because in January of 2017, the only place the collusion hoax exists is in the Steele dossier. Christopher Steele has a primary subsource who fed him that. The FBI interviews that subsource in January of 2017, 2017, months before Mueller's hired, and tells them the whole thing is a hoax. So you may say, wow, that's odd. 
The FBI and the DOJ know it's a hoax. Yet in May of 2017, they're asking Bob Mueller to investigate the hoax. That's because they're not asking Bob Mueller to investigate the hoaxy. No, they're not. They're asking Bob Mueller to target the Trump team, harass them endlessly, arrest figures involved in the hoax dossier to save the reputation of the Department of Justice and the FBI to say, hey, look, that dossier may have been a hoax, but we arrested the people involved because they were really bad kids. You dig? You dig, Johnny? May 17th. Original memo from Rod Rosenstein. Dear Bob. Go investigate collusion in the Trump team. Well, there's a fascinating little tidbit to this. Rod Rosenstein gets called on the carpet immediately for issuing this memorandum to Bob Mueller. Bob, you're hired. Go investigate Trump for this fake collusion hoax. He gets called on the carpet immediately because in there are no specified crimes. And according to some Justice Department guidelines, order to hire, follow me here, folks, hire a special counsel. You have to specify a crime they're actually looking into. And Rod Rosenstein, this helpless fool, Please don't defend Rosenstein ever again on my Twitter feed. I love all you guys out there. I know there's been some disagreements. Rosenstein's clearly a dope, okay? Rosenstein gets wind that his initial memo hiring Bob Mueller may have an issue. It doesn't comport with the guidelines for hiring a special counsel. So what does he do on August 2nd of 2017, months later? He files an additional scope memo that has been classified for a long time. And the reason it's classified, we now know, is because it authorized, in essence, Bob Mueller to go investigate the dossier again. You may say, this can't, this can't. You, you're probably looking at yourself, you're like, you got your old gavel at home, I hope. It's a gavel sent to me by gavel person. Sorry, I forget you, but thank you for saying gavel. Do we have a name on gavel person? No, but gavel, thank you for saying it was very nice of you. The gavel, you're probably scratching your head with the gavel going, how is Bob Mueller in now a second scope memo? So just to be clear, let's walk through the timeline because it's not hard to understand. Only for liberals and media morons who can't understand chronology and timeline. So in January of 2017, the FBI interviews Steele sources and finds out their whole case is a hoax. The dossier is a hoax. The sources are hoaxes. Everything's a hoax. It's a hoaxy hoax on a hoax based on a hoax that only hoaxers will hoax you with in the future. They know in January of 2017. It doesn't matter. In May, Hack Rod Rosenstein hires Bob Mueller to investigate the collusion hoax again. But he doesn't mention the dossier. In August 2nd, all of a sudden, we have this other revised memo that again, now for the third time, authorizes Mueller to go after four people. Who are those four people we now know about in this August 2nd memo because it's been declassified? Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Manafort, and Flynn, who are mentioned conveniently where? the dossier. Bob Mueller is authorized by law now to go and investigate a document they know conclusively is a hoax. But ladies and gentlemen, please tell me you get this. Bob Mueller was never investigating the dossier. You said, Dan, you just said he was. No, 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 no. That's that's a facade. It's a patina. It's a thin coating. It's a crust. Bob Mueller is authorized by Rosenstein in the second scope memo, August 2nd, to go after people in the dossier. He's not investigating the dossier. They know it's fake. He already knows. He's authorized to go after the people in the dossier because Bob Mueller has one job 
and that is to preserve the reputation of the FBI and the Department of Justice, no matter what, and even though the public will find out shortly how much of a hoax the dossier is, we now know, if Mueller can go arrest people in it, they'll say, oh, my bad. Look, the FBI is not so bad. They knew the document was a hoax, but the people involved were really bad. Look, Bob Mueller arrested them. He's trying to, ladies and gentlemen, put meat on the bone. It's the only thing he can do. And Bob Mueller and his hack team, Van Grack, Ahmed, and others, dutifully, Zebley, dutifully comply with this illicit, ridiculous, immoral, disgusting, disturbing witch hunt, arresting innocent people who are the victims of a fake dossier, arresting these innocent people to make them seem like really bad guys so that the FBI and Department of Justice one day can say, ah, we fell for the fake dossier, but it was Russian disinformation. And look, these were really bad people anyway. Bob Mueller arrested them. That is absolutely what happened. You don't believe me? Let's go to The Federalist. Another terrific piece in the show notes today by the great Sean Davis. The great Sean Davis. Rosenstein's scope memo for Mueller peddled the Steele dossier and Logan Act conspiracy theories. Newly declassified memo from Rod Rosenstein shows that the former deputy attorney general used bogus claims from the discredited Clinton campaign operative Christopher Steele to justify Mueller's investigation of the Trump campaign. Darn right, Sean Davis. Article will be up in the show notes again. Please read it. From the Sean Davis piece. Rosenstein ordered Mueller to investigate allegations that Page committed a crime or crimes by colluding with Russian government officials with respect to the Russian government's efforts to intervene in the 2016 election. Interfere. The same language was used to justify the targeting of Manafort. Ladies and gentlemen, where... Oh my gosh, this should really piss you off. Where is the only charge? The only place that charge appears. Rosenstein now... Eight months after the FBI has fully discredited Steele's sources. It's a hoax. The dossier is a hoax. Eight months later in August, this hack Rod Rosenstein is again pushing this Carter Page colluded with the Russian government in the 2016 election charge, which only exists in the hoax dossier. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Carter Page has never been charged. He has never been arrested because there's no evidence, zero, that anything about Carter Page in the dossier about him taking bribes from Russians, there is no evidence any of that is true. It's totally fake. And Rod Rosenstein knows it. When does the investigation of Rod Rosenstein, Bob Mueller, Zena Ahmed, Aaron Zebley, Brendan Von Grack, Andy Weissman, and everyone else involved in this illicit, immoral witch hunt investigation based on discredited, debunked evidence, when does that investigation start? No more hearings. I'm done with you. I heard Lindsey Graham. Thank you, Lindsey. We appreciate it. No more hearings. He was on Hannity last night. We're going to call for hearings. Enough with the hearings. When does the special counsel get appointed to investigate the special counsel? Enough with the hearings. We're going to call hearings. We're going to call enough with they've done nothing. When are these people getting locked up? Now you may say, Dan, what evidence do you have that Mueller was targeting these four targets? Uh, Papadopoulos, Page, Manafort, Flynn, and maybe someone else. Because he investigated them and locked them up. Page was investigated. They simply couldn't find anything. Papadopoulos, 
made the mistake of talking to the FBI, so they got him on this bogus lying to a federal agent charge. Flynn, we know, was targeted. We discussed that yesterday on Nonsense. And Manafort was charged in a case the FBI had dropped years ago. None of this had anything to do with collusion. They wanted to arrest them to save the reputation of the FBI to show the public, look, these were really bad guys, even though the dossier was fake. You don't believe me? Look at this Daily Caller piece. Just came out today. Chuck Ross, fantastic reporter, does actual investigative reporting. Chuck Ross, after reviewing the transcripts, George Papadopoulos says he's now positive he knows who an FBI informant in his case was. Here's a text George Papadopoulos is sent by what he believes to be an FBI informant, a friend of his. These are his words in the piece. Papadopoulos says that his friend, this guy Weissman, offered him a burner phone. This is March 9th of 2017, folks. Weeks after the FBI, months after the FBI has already come to the conclusion the charges about Papadopoulos and the dossier are false. So this guy he alleges, Papadopoulos, was a source for the FBI, texts him about a burner phone. He says he'll pick up a burner phone and give it to him. Papadopoulos says, hey, I think they were trying to get me in an obstruction thing where I would tell them on a recorded line, dude, don't talk to the feds. Yes. Yes. They know Papadopoulos is innocent. They know it. Mueller knows it. Everything's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. Now it's March of 2017. Everybody's getting nervous. Andy McCabe and Jim Comey, they've been investigating Papadopoulos and the Trump team for over a year and they've got nothing. So all of a sudden, Papadopoulos alleges one of his friends turns up in March, who he's been meeting with for months, he now believes is an FBI source based on the dates they met in the transcripts. And the friend says, hey, George, I got this burner phone I can pick up for you. You know, burner phone, a cricket phone. You get in a gas station. Ladies and gentlemen, is it possible that that burner phone, that George Papadopoulos may be right? That that burner phone may in fact be an FBI phone recorded and what they're waiting for Papadopoulos to tell his friend, this alleged FBI source, is, hey, buddy, on this burner phone, now that they're not listening, don't tell the FBI anything. Why would they be looking to do that, folks? Because of what I just told you. Mueller's going to be hired in a few weeks. The FBI knows it. They know they have to lock up Papadopoulos. An obstruction of justice charge, hey, don't talk to the feds, is all they have to shut Papadopoulos, Page, Manafort, and Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, up so that they don't talk and tell anyone about the extent of the targeting that happened to them. By the way, there's a redaction. There's still a redaction in this August 2nd scope memo. There's a big redaction. Who's under that redaction? Now, I'm going to speculate here for a moment. It's one of two people, I believe. I believe it's either Trump himself, that Trump was personally targeted, or Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, who appears in the dossier too. Hat tip 279 for some great insight on that. Why would, in other words, in an August 2nd scope memo where they authorized Mueller to go after people on the dossier, even though it's fake, they author Papa, Papa D, Page, Manafort, and Flynn, who all suspiciously appear in the dossier. Who else is in the dossier? Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, who, remember, was thrown in jail for nonsense charges too? Don't be surprised at all if he's under that redaction in that August 2nd memo from Rosenstein to Mueller. Why? You got to shut him up too. 
You got to make him look dirty. He's in the dossier too. Don't be surprised one bit. We shall see as that comes out. Finally, on this section, National Review. Ladies and gentlemen, this piece is older, but it's worth your time again. It's a piece from January of 2020 by Tobias. I'm sorry, Tobias. I always mess up your last name, so I'm not going to say it. Tobias something. It's in the show notes. It's from January, though. Pfizer Court confirms two Carter Page surveillance applications were not valid. What does this have to do with anything? Well, not only do we have now a spying operation on the Trump team on Carter Page via Pfizer warrants based on a hoax dossier. The FBI knows it's a hoax by January of 2017. Not only do we have a May appointment of Bob Mueller to investigate a hoax we know is a hoax, not only now do we have an August 2nd reclassification of Mueller's responsibilities to double down on investigating a hoax, now we also know that the FBI's two additional FISA warrants that they renewed, I believe in April and June, hold on, I have it right here. Uh, my source sent it to me this morning. The ones they... They, uh, they re-upped April 7th and June 29th, the two FISA warrants. We now know that those two FISA warrants they renewed where they swore there was Russian collusion based on the dossier. We know those are now false and not valid too. Somebody showed up in court, ladies and gentlemen, raised their right hand and said that their warrants to spy on the Trump team based on the dossier were true when they in fact categorically knew they were false. Big trouble ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Big, big trouble ahead. All right, moving on. I'm getting really tired of this uh, myth that keeps getting thrown out there about blue states subsidizing red states. Chris Hahn mentioned it last night during my debate on the Laura Ingram show with him. Chris doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, blue states are asking for bailouts. Blue states are asking for bailouts, Democrat-led states, because they've driven their states into a ditch spending taxpayer money they don't have. We're not paying for it. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. We've helped. U.S. taxpayers have helped New York as $150 billion of federal funds that went to states, blue states included, to help them deal with the coronavirus. We are not bailing out your broken pension systems. I am very sorry. You made promises. You lied. I moved out of New York to move to a state with a lighter government footprint. I am not interested in paying taxes again to pay for services I do not get and do not want. No, thank you. Not interested. Case closed. We are not bailing you out. Vote in different people or move somewhere else. You have an option. I'm very sorry to the liberals in those states, because I get emails from conservatives in blue states that are stuck there and are tired of it too. From the liberals in the blue states emailing me, because I've got your emails. We're not bailing you out. You bail yourself out. You have an option. You can move and leave or vote in different people. I'm not paying. I'm not interested. Either as Texas, Wyoming, Florida, Louisiana, or anybody else. We're not bailing you out. Having said that, they keep propagating this myth, like Chris, who doesn't do his research, that somehow red states are being subsidized by blue states, which is not true, as our good friend, resident debunker-in-chief, Matt Palumbo said. Article up in the show notes today, Pongino.com. Liberals resurrect the myth that blue states subsidize red states. That is simply not true. You are lying, but that's what liberals do well. Here's the evidence right here, because I know you need that. Against a national average of $1,935 in intergovernmental spending per American, in other words, what the Fed sent to the states and vice versa, red states receive just $1,879. However, blue states get considerably more at $2,124 per resident. Purple states see the least of their money returned to them per capita at just $1,770. Ladies and gentlemen, that is false. So when your liberal friends tell you again, because they don't know what they're talking about, or they're just lying, which is probably more likely, 
that, my gosh, you welfare state, red state losers, us blue staters are supporting you. Um, actually, you're not really that bright. When you look at it per person, money given to the states from the federal government, it's actually the blue states that are taking far more at over $2,000 and far above the average. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye now. Bye now. I bring this up because, you know, the young turds, you ever see that show? The Young Turds on YouTube. They're a bunch of liberals. The guy who runs it, uh, Kank, is hilarious. The guy is known for his spectacular meltdown. He's the fakest tough guy you've ever seen. His name is Kank something. So Kank, who ran for Congress, and listen, I ran, a at least we came close and won on actually election day. Kank, who got like 2% of the vote or something. Kank ran for Congress. He runs the Young Turds, and he's the one who tweeted this out. This is who they're talking about in Red State, another great piece by Alex Parker. A Democratic congressional candidate, that's Kank, claims it's red states that are welfare queens. That's because it's Kank. And he, you know, again, running the Young Turds research isn't really his thing. Yeah, real geniuses over there. Naming their website, the Young Turds, too. That's kind of gross. You guys need to clean that up. It's disgusting. People don't want to hear about that. Come on, get a real name. It's really gross. All right. Paula said I wouldn't get through this, so now I'm on a mission. Yesterday, we talked about Shelley Luther, salon owner, American hero, patriot. Now, unfortunately, jailed by her own government. She is a political prisoner in Texas. Well, we've gotten some response from the Texas governor and attorney general, PJ Media, Matt Margolis in the show notes. Texas AG and governor call for immediate release of jailed salon owner Shelley Luther. Listen, great. Do something. By the way, hat tip to Dana Lash, who said to me yesterday or tweeted out, not to me specifically, but tweeted out. In order to pardon someone in Texas, the governor has to go through a specific parole board. Great. Start the process. When is it happening? Thank you for sending that. I mean it. When does it happen? I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I like Governor Abbott. Terrific. I got a lot of negative emails, though, about Governor Abbott yesterday. I do like him. And I like Ken Paxton, the AG, too. Stop the talk. No more chatterboxing. We get it. Yeah, we want to release. They'll do something. Do it. Do something. Stop talking about it. We demand. She's Don't demand it. Start the process for pardoning her right now. Well, it may not go through in seven days. I don't care. Pardon her anyway. She's a political prisoner to this tyrannical judge in Dallas. You need to apologize to me, the judge said. Apologize. We're going to put you in jail. No, thanks. Shelley Luther, American hero. She needs to run for that judge's seat. Go, go to law school. Pass the Go Really? You have, you're going to apologize to me now, by the way? I'm going to be done. I'm doing, I, I control the show. She, Paula said I'd never get through the whole show. I control the flow of the show. You know what? I'm going to cut off this last story just to give my wife a victory. <laughs> just kidding. Not a chance in heck. That's going to happen. I love her to death, but I'm going to win this one. Last story. Let me just say it again. Last story of the day. Last story of the day. Wall Street Journal, the conference call to cure COVID-19. Hey, just worth your time throwing it out there. From this story, apparently a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are getting together and, you know, allegedly putting aside profit motives, which, you know, I say that because I'm not knocking pharmaceutical companies at all. They do great things. And I really get sick of the left attacking them. 
But they say, listen, we're not in this for profit. We need to get rid of this thing. So they're getting together. And as the Wall Street Journal story indicates today, that a lot of these turf wars have been set aside to develop uh, hypotheses, design experiments, and get data. The goal is to do it fast and at scale. When they say uh, it, they mean a vaccine. I say that because you've seen a slight market rebound, and I'm hoping, ladies and gentlemen, there will be some vaccine at this point coming soon. Uh, it seems like we're moving at light speed here. I get it. By the way, listen, I get a lot of your emails from people who don't like vaccines, and that's fine. I'm not one of these people who attacks my audience. Or, I know better than you, and you no, that's not what we do. Liberals do that. I don't do that. I get it. I totally understand. I'm simply suggesting to you that a lot of people believe otherwise, and their voice matters too. And if we can find something to vaccinate people that actually works, that would be huge, especially our elderly population who are in big trouble from this. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We covered a lot of information. <laughs> she admitted she was, she never thought that. Covered a lot of information. I got more for you tomorrow. I hope to elaborate a little bit more on that Papadopoulos story too about that new FBI source because I got a lot more on that. I'm working with the 279er now. Please subscribe to our show, youtube.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.